as a podcast dedicated to bringing you the one to two and sometimes three biggest college football stories of the day, we haven't quite figured out how to process the 40-odd storylines that emerge from any given Saturday in a way that stayed consistent with our mission. I think we've finally landed on a solution, but would certainly appreciate your feedback, which you can send to connor.tap at cbsi.com. But enough about me. It's September 24th. My name is Connor Tapp, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. The week four college football games of interest began on Friday night with Illinois briefly holding a second half lead against number 10 Penn State. But powered by 200 yards and three touchdowns from Miles Sanders, the Nittany Lions turned on the afterburners and scored 42 unanswered points to down the Illini 63-24. to UCF held FAU under five yards per pass and forced Owls quarterback Chris Robinson into three interceptions. And on a night when Mackenzie Milton threw for 306 yards and three touchdowns, that was more than enough to deliver the Knights to a 56-36 victory. Alabama failed to cover the spread against Texas A&M, but Tua Tungavailoa bolstered his Heisman resume with 387 yards passing and five touchdowns. Georgia couldn't get its running game going in Columbia, Missouri, but some explosive plays in the passing game, mixed with some good old-fashioned Beamer ball, carried the Bulldogs to a 43-29 victory. Trevor Lawrence came off the bench but got starter snaps for Clemson, throwing four touchdowns for the Tigers in a 49-21 win over Georgia Tech. And on Monday, Dabo Swinney announced that Lawrence will be Clemson's starting quarterback this upcoming Saturday. Army ran for 339 yards and nearly tripled up number 5 Oklahoma in time of possession, taking the Sooners to overtime knotted at 21 apiece. But on 4th and 7 in their first possession of OT, the Black Knights were forced to attempt one of nine passes they threw all game, and the thing about triple option teams and obvious passing downs is it normally doesn't go well. OU picked off Kelvin Hopkins for the second time and escaped with a 28-21 win. LSU was outgained by Louisiana Tech, but the Tigers nevertheless emerged with a 38-21 victory. Oregon was driving with a chance to go up 31-7 on number 7 Stanford, but the Ducks had a fumble return for a touchdown to put the Cardinal back in it. Then, in the final minute of regulation, Oregon running back C.J. Verdell stretched out his arms in an effort to pick up a first down that would have locked up the game for the Ducks, but Stanford forced another fumble, and K.J. Costello led the Cardinal on a 46-yard drive that ended with a game-tying field goal from Jet Toner. Yes, Jet Toner. That's the name of a college football place kicker, not an office supply. And Stanford prevails in overtime thanks to a remarkable touchdown grab from J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Back on the other side of the country, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Notre Dame didn't just turn over a new leaf. They turned over a whole new book. Junior quarterback Ian Book, that is. The California native got the start in place of the ineffective Brandon Wimbush and made the most of the opportunity, throwing for 325 yards and two touchdowns and a 56-27 route of the Demon Deacons. On Sunday, Wake Forest parted ways with its defensive coordinator. Auburn whipped Arkansas in the scoreline by a 34-3 margin, but the Razorbacks nevertheless managed to outgain the Tigers. Concerns about Auburn's offensive line abound as the Tigers managed no better than 2.5 yards per carry against an Arkansas team fresh off of getting blown out by North Texas. Our great national dream of Herm Edwards taking Arizona State to the playoff in year one is probably off the table now. The Sun Devils are 2-2 two and two after losing another close one on the road, this time to number 10 Washington. 
West Virginia beat the doors off Kansas State 35-6 despite a negative three turnover margin for the Mountaineers, including a pair of interceptions from Heisman contender Will Greer. With the loss, the Wildcats are now ranked below in-state rivals Kansas in the S&P Plus, and it might be time to start wondering if 78-year-old Bill Snyder, who just signed a contract extension through 2023, has lingered at the ball beyond the stroke of midnight. Number 13, Virginia Tech seemed like a team that might have a shocking loss in it at some point this season, but who saw Bud Foster's defense giving up 49 points and 632 yards to Old Dominion? Things might not be done getting worse for the Hokies. After the game, Justin Fuente dismissed star defensive lineman Trayvon Hill, which could end up further exposing a secondary that got torched by the Monarchs. And on Monday, Fuente announced that starting quarterback Josh Jackson, who exited the loss with a injury, had surgery to repair a broken bone in his leg. Kentucky's defense set up to shut down Mississippi State's run game and dare Nick Fitzgerald to throw the ball. The plan worked to perfection as the Wildcats held the Bulldogs to 28 yards rushing and Fitzgerald only completed 50% of his 32 pass attempts for 145 yards. Kentucky wasn't exactly prolific on the offensive side of the ball, but 165 yards and four touchdowns from Benny Snell was plenty to see UK through to victory. The same Texas Tech team that got blown out by Ole Miss turned around and beat the brakes off of number 15 Oklahoma State 41-17. I honestly have very little feel for what happened in this game, and I'm hoping to line up a conversation for a podcast later this week with our Texas Tech publisher in the hopes that I might gain a better understanding of just what the heck is going on in Lubbock. Led by a star-making performance from true freshman defensive back Caden Stearns, the Texas Longhorns defense turned TCU over five times. That, combined with a steady performance from Sam Ellinger, led the Longhorns to a much-needed 31-16 win over the number 16 Horn Frogs. It looked like Iowa might be headed for another upset of a ranked opponent in a night game at Kinnick Stadium, but with 57 seconds left in the game, Alex Hornibrook threw a 17-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Taylor to give Wisconsin the game-winning score. Until an 80-yard Nebraska touchdown drive in the fourth quarter, Michigan had scored more points than the Huskers had gained in total yards of offense. It was that kind of day for Nebraska, which now sits at 0-3 and faces the very serious prospect of missing a bowl game in Scott Frost's first season. Despite the 56 points on the board for Michigan, this was less a step forward for the Wolverines' offense than it was a showcase for their suffocating defense, which forced 14 tackles for loss on the day. The most notable element of Miami's 31-17 win over FIU is that we might have seen a changing of the guard at the quarterback position. Nikosi Perry threw for 224 yards and three touchdowns against the Panthers, and though Mark Richt isn't giving much away in his public comments, Inside the U reports that Perry was getting first-team reps at practice on Monday. Purdue couldn't run the ball against Boston College to save its life, but David Blau found plenty of success through the air, and Anthony Brown's four interceptions for the Eagles ruined BC's undefeated start in a 30-13 loss in West Lafayette. South Carolina threw its hat back in the ring in the conversation for the number two team in the SEC East with a 37-14 beatdown of Vanderbilt. Six first-half touchdowns doomed Tennessee from the start in a 47-21 loss to Florida. Virginia held noted offensive mastermind Bobby Petrino to three points in a 27-3 win over Louisville. Baylor ended Kansas's winning streak at two with a 26-7 win over the Jayhawks. 
A solid second half from the Trojans' defense helped USC avoid a disastrous 1-3 start. Wazoo lined up for a game-tying field goal with under two minutes to play, but a block from Jay Tufele saved USC from having to go to overtime. The Morning Blitz is a daily podcast, so we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning with the biggest college football stories of the day wrapped up in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. You can subscribe to The Morning Blitz on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.